and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. Welcome back to our continuing study on just a thought on the book Revelation. We now join in progress part three of our study. Our study today takes us to Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 7 says, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. For three and a half years they are going to preach for Jesus. They're going to call for repentance. They're going to call for humility. They're going to call for sorrow. They're going to call for the people to turn back to God. But at the end of those three and a half years, when they shall have finished their testimony, the Lord gives to the Lord is going to give to this world the opportunity of repentance. But there comes an end to that opportunity. God knows when the end of our ministry has been reached. And when we're finished, then he'll take us home. Till we've finished, we are to stay in the race, no matter the obstacles or oppositions. The beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit then makes war against the two witnesses. This is the first mention of the beast in the book of Revelation. What do we know about him? Well, he is a man. Revelation 13 and verse 18 says, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. He is a king. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 17 says, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. This fourth king is head of the fourth kingdom. Daniel 7 and verse 23 says, Thus he said, the fourth beast, a king, shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. We know that the Antichrist, the beast, comes out of the bottomless pit. The man, the beast is a man, a king, comes out of the bottomless pit. He's a devil. Revelation 9 and verse 11 says, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. The beast is the king of the bottomless pit. His names that appear mean destroyer. He's now currently in the bottomless pit. He's spoken of in Revelation 17 and verse 8. The beast that thou sawest was, was a man that was living before John wrote Revelation, and is not. He was not living at the time John wrote Revelation, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. He is in the bottomless pit now, and go into perdition. They that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, that was, and is not, and yet is. He's called the son of perdition. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. 
and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This is the exact same title that's given to Judas in John chapter 17 and verse 12 by Jesus. He says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not only is Judas called the son of perdition, Judas was a devil, John chapter 6 and verse 70 and 71. Jesus answered them, and here's what he said, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Judas is called the son of perdition. He is a devil, and he goes to his own place. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 25, where it says that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. Now, some think, that Judas could be the Antichrist. Possible. But let's summarize what we know about the beast. There is going to come a man upon this earth that is called the beast. He is that, a man. A man who was living before John wrote Revelation, was not living at the time John wrote Revelation, but will live in the future. He is a man who will come back to this earth by ascending up out of the bottomless pit. He is a man who will go into the temple of God and profess himself to be God in the flesh. As the son of perdition, he is identified, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says he's the Antichrist. When this man died, he went to his own place, which was the bottomless pit. This man is now in the bottomless pit. And as a devil, he is a king over the bottomless pit. That's Judas. Now, this beast is going to make war against the two witnesses of Jesus. The devil is our adversary today and will be theirs in that day. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 tell us, The devil's desire, like the beast's desire, is to stop the preaching of the words of God. He tried to stop the disciples in Acts chapter 4 by using the religious leaders who called the disciples in verse 18 and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. See, this world doesn't have a problem with you speaking in the name of God. Just don't speak in the name of Jesus. When he makes war against them, he is going to overcome them and kill them. Now up to this point, God has protected them and would not allow the devil to have his way. But now God allows the devil to kill them, to bring upon them what we consider the worst fate, death. But wait till the end of the story. Now the time may come when God allows his own to be overcome and killed in our country. But it's but physical defeat, not spiritual. 
Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8 says that the two witnesses, their dead bodies, shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. They're a spectacle to the world. 1 Corinthians 4 9, Paul said that he thought that the apostles were made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. Like John the Baptist, it's believed that their heads will have been separated from their bodies. This is a modern Islam practice that I questioned my dad about who is great, who was a great Bible teacher. And I asked him what he believed as to whether this business of chopping off their heads, chopping Christians' heads off in the tribulation, uh, could that have anything to do with the modern Muslims? And he said, absolutely. As a matter of fact, he told me that the Bible identifies the Antichrist as the Assyrian. Now, notice that he says about this, that this city where their bodies are laying in the street is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt. This is the same city that was called the holy city, Jerusalem. It's called Sodom because of the immorality ruling within it. Genesis 13, 13 tells that the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. In Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 14, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from their wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom, and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. What did God believe? What did God do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Well, He turned them to ashes, condemned them with an overthrow. Second Peter chapter two and verse six tells us, as an ensample to those that should after live ungodly. You see, God gave you a picture of what you can expect. So if you go ahead and live an ungodly life, you're just ignoring the the picture. You're ignoring what God says is going to happen, but it will happen. Jude tells us about Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. He not only called it Sodom, he called it Egypt because the city of Jerusalem was now walking in the way of the world. They'd fallen in love with the world, just like Demas did. Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10. So these had forsaken God, and they were walking in love with the world. There's no question as to what city this is, because it's the city where Jesus was killed. In Luke chapter 24 and verse 18, we're told that. In Matthew chapter 24 and verse 9, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, just like they did Jesus. They're going to do the same thing to the people, to the preachers, the witnesses of Jesus. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, he says. The name is the problem. The name of Jesus is the problem. And it is today also. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation.
Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment? Or maybe a prayer request? Or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless. Till the next video.